0: All right, we're back for another episode of Stream of Thought and we're on 52 today and we begin the conversation with some nap time.
1: Nap time and how refreshed I felt waking up this morning.
0: Then we go into talking a little bit about, of all things, the weather. The weather,
1: how terrible it is when it's cold and how awesome it is when it's warm. Especially in this time of
0: year, definitely something <laughs> worth considering. And then we end up going into... The
1: relativity of value.
0: And just talking about the value, different values that we have in our lives and, and how we prioritize those sort of things.
1: And, and then we, uh, we kind of wrap things up, again, talking a little bit about technology, the internet, and how everything is in, in its infancy and where we would like to see it go in terms of social norms and responsibility. Victor doesn't want to be a robot. I don't want to be a robot. <laughs> bloop, bleep bleep, bleep bleep. Yes. But with that being said, episode number 52, stream of thought, here we go. We hope you Enjoy.
0: I think the difference is talking to a person and talking to a brick wall. It's like I can't, I just can't talk
1: to a brick wall. Different strokes for different folks. Oh, come on. Some people. What? <laughs> I, c- I mean, there's things that I can do that you can't do that you can do that I can't do. Like, I could yes. totally just talk. To nothing, you know, if you had to go do something real quick and keep it going. All right, cool. I'm out of here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyway, what I was saying was I have to thank you for yesterday for allowing us to record this morning as opposed to yesterday because yesterday was there was no way it was going to happen. I was... I had about 40 minutes of time where I was just gonna lie down and rest between having to leave the house again. Yeah. And I set my alarm just in case, and I never really slept. I'm just lying down and just enjoying the fact that I'm just in a dark room and just resting. And I look at my watch and I'm just like, fuck, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not excited to go do an episode right now. And it's going, and I just thought of the whole process in between, like, going to pick you up, driving to the studio, getting it set up, doing the episode afterwards, doing the, like, the entire process, not just the episode, but just the whole thing from beginning to end, it's like, I, it's not going to happen. It's, I'm yeah. not gonna, I am going to be angry because I'm also hungry and I'm tired during this process.
0: That's totally understandable.
1: And, I mean, you, you, at
0: least in my experience, are a super reliable person when it comes to following through with this sort of stuff. So I knew it was pretty serious yeah. when you're like, I'm I'm feeling pretty beat right now. Well, the thing I was, can totally dude, relate.
1: It was it was really the fact that I had a headache, and I mm-hmm. was exhausted. I was starting to get a headache, and I was really exhausted because I've done it before. Where like I don't want to do it, but I'll get up, and then I'm totally fine. But I'd been up since five thirty. I was only supposed to work until noon, so I didn't bring a lunch with me really because oh, I was no. thought I was going to work till noon. Ended up staying up until two. Luckily, the people who washed the windows brought, like, bagels. So I ate some bagels. Oh, that's good. You know, so that yeah. was nice. Then I went to go to the airport to pick up my sister, came back. So it was just like I just had to just rest and go to sleep. But the weird thing is this, is that on Wednesday, I took – I went to bed at, like, 4.30 or 5. I took a nap, and I was like, I'll wake up in a couple hours and, you know, maybe 8 or 9 o'clock and – I woke up at eleven thirty at night. I was oh, up for about an. Goodness. I was up for about an hour. Went back to bed. Woke up at like five o'clock the next morning. Wow. Five thirty next morning. Yeah. Catch, I was catching up from like sleep that I'd missed before, and then that cycle continued yesterday. And so when I woke up today, just feeling, just this surge of vitality, and just feeling so refreshed. Yeah. I was just so relieved that. We could do the episode today instead of yesterday. Oh, Man. absolutely, dude! And I mean, that just reminds me back. It
0: was it was uh, the end of my second year at seminary, and it had been just an intense month of studying, prepping for finals, and all that. Finals were done, and we ended up uh, having this. We it was we called it prom, but basically it was just a, a social gathering or mm-hmm. whatever. And so my motor was keeping on going. Right, I was able to get through all that, have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Memorable night, and then in the morning, then I had to work in the mail room to like sort mail and things for until 5 p.m. and so super hungover, super tired, like still basically just running on adrenaline uh, from the night before. Get up to my room at 5:30. Uh, I lay down. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take a nap for a couple of hours. Get up, have some dinner. You know, maybe talk to a couple of people. Then go to bed, get good night's nice rest. Close my eyes. Next thing I know, I wake up, there's sun streaming through. And I'm like, wait, that's not the sun of a of a setting sun. That's the sun of a rising sun. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Jump out of bed. It's Sunday morning. So I have church I got to be at for to run the yeah. Sunday school program. I'm like, oh, my God, what time is it? It was like 7 o'clock. So I had plenty of time. But it was one of those things where 14 hours of rest, I had no, uh, no plan to do that at all. I was just like, I'm just going to rest for a little bit. Yeah. It's just you're out. And then when you wake up in the morning, it's just oh,
1: well. Well, I've had on several occasions where I take a nap and I wake up. For example, like on Wednesday, I went to bed at like 4.30 and I wake up at 11.30 and I wake up and I think that it's the next day already. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what time is it right now? And I freak out. I think I'm going to be late to work or something like that. And I'm like, oh wait, it's still mm. – it's wait, it's yesterday, quote unquote. No, it's still the day that I – had uh, oh, yeah. didn't think that it was, yeah. and one time before too <clears> in the summer, like a few years ago, I had an interview at like seven thirty in the morning, and this is in the summer. I went to bed, and I woke up at like seven. So at this time, the 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 brightness in the air was about the same in the evening as it was in the morning around the same that twelve hour time you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so i thought it was uh seven o'clock the next day and i was running late and i like get i jump i throw my pants i throw my shirt i'm like i'm not gonna make it on time so i'm i call the person i'm like hey i'm really sorry i'm gonna be running late um i'm leaving my house right now you know let me know if this doesn't work we can make it a different day and then like five minutes later i was like wait a minute and then i look and it was the state still the same day that i had taken a nap just like three hours later and I called them back and left them their message like, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Dude, I've had that happen to me a couple of times too.
0: I Where you're just like, oh, what do you, you have no
1: orientation as to what time it is. You're like in limbo for a few moments and it's super, super weird. Well, and especially if it's
0: close to some sort of a, a scheduled, big scheduled event that you, you have to be somewhere important for. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, you're thinking about that. So the moment you wake up, your mind instantly
1: goes to that. You trick yourself into thinking that you're, you know. How crazy it, is it though? Like you wake up and you're you're kind of dazed and confused and a little groggy, and then the moment your brain makes a connection, like there's something important to do, just the, in, the, the, the insane just, surge of alertness yeah. that goes through your brain. Like all of a sudden you're awake, it's a and light then. Switch. And then when you realize that that level of alertness is no longer needed, it, like your brain quickly powers down. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that in itself is disorienting. Like, you become super alert and then realize it's not important, it's like, what the heck? Yeah, uh, yeah. How often does that happen to you? Uh, so, uh, it's tough to remember how yeah. often it happens. I mean, when I, go on the, when I take these naps that are also known as slumbers... These, you know, you, you seven, them, you, you to hour, seven to okay. 12 hours, seven to 12 hours slumbers, maybe once, I don't know, once every, it's not every time, not every other time, every three, every four times, maybe, I don't know, Okay, where I wake up and then think I have something important to do, but it's still the same day. So I'm okay. Yeah. But I I I've had it before too, where it's, it's rare, but I have it where like, I'll sleep for 15 hours. I'll wake up, I'll sleep for like 7 or 8 hours, I'll wake up for like 30 to 45 minutes, go back to bed and sleep for like another 7 or 8 hours. I can do that occasionally.
0: If it's been a long series of days, I can I can do that pretty, pretty easily. I
1: once, when I was in Mexico, I was at a wedding, I was at a wedding, and we go back to the hotel at like 3 o'clock in the morning, because the wedding ended at like 2, so yeah. we go back at like 3, and... I stopped drinking because, it's like, there's no reason to drink at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but we're still up and we're outside, like, in the courtyard and everything. And the wedding was on, yeah, on Saturday. And so I stay up until, guess how long I stay up for? The wedding is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We get back to the hotel at 3 o'clock in the morning on, quote, unquote, Saturday, Saturday night. You know, early Sunday morning is really what it is. Guess how late I stay up till? Oh, man. 5? That's a very good guess. What is it? I stayed up until 2 o'clock in the afternoon the following day. (laughs) What were you doing for all that time? I was just hanging out. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I wouldn't even – I stopped drinking. I maybe had one or two beers when I got back to the hotel. Did you have
0: any caffeine?
1: No. I was just hanging out. So um,
0: until 2 the next day?
1: Oh, my. Yeah, until 2 o'clock the next day. And so then at 2 o'clock, it was so weird because, you know that that moment when you realize you're staying up late and the sun starts to come up? You're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. the sun's starting to come up. Then I realized, like, wait a minute. It's straight up the middle of the afternoon right now. I need to go to bed. Mm. And so I go to bed at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I wake up at midnight. So I've now slept for 10 hours. I wake up at midnight. I'm up for maybe, maybe 20 minutes. I go back to bed until seven o'clock the next day, seven o'clock in the morning.
0: Oh my goodness, dude. And it's funny
1: because when I, when I, by two o'clock in the afternoon, there were people who had gone to bed at three in the morning when we got back and then they woke up and like started drinking again. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it was so weird because there were – I just saw these different groups of people who were no longer partying and then they were partying and then like I wasn't partying. And Then at midnight, other people were partying. I'm like, how can you be partying? He's like, oh, because they slept. That's why. They slept. It's so
0: interesting to be the person awake for the changing of the guard. Yes. So yes. It, exactly. Because, I mean, during work camp back in high school, it was exactly like that where – the changing was, of the gaunt. The last night was was a quote-unquote all-nighter. I was the only one – no, me and Julie Carey actually mm. were the only two people who would stay up the entire night. And so everyone else would be saying that, yeah, no, we're going to totally stay up the the whole night. Right. But everyone would wuss out mm. at some point. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Get it. And so you have these people who are like, I'm not staying up at all. I'm going to get up early the next morning. They go to bed really early and then – Every Most people make it to about midnight or so. Then you have the st- steady stream of people going to sleep, going to sleep. And at around 3.30 or 4 in the morning, the last couple of people, last holdouts are going to bed. Mm-hmm. Here, Julie and I are watching around. It only t- we talk for maybe a half an hour, forty five minutes before the adults start getting up, and, and so you have the the adults start rising, and then at about six thirty, you have those kids that went to bed early waking yeah. up, all rested and refreshed. Adults are off making coffee and talking, and, and uh, mm-hmm. then the kids who wake up come join Julie and I. So we've been sort of this epicenter of the social yes. social <laughs> sphere throughout the course of the night. It's uh, yeah. It, that, those were some memorable experiences. I think I I pulled the all-nighter, I think, every year. Really? Yeah. And so I think my freshman year, there was one or two people who made it the whole night with me. But after that, it was either me or just me and someone else. So
1: If I'm tired, I don't care. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. And um, I remember one time... I remember, like, being a kid in, like, sleepovers and stuff in elementary school. Like, it'd be 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'd be wanting to go to bed, and other people would be, like, awake and, like, hit me with a like, pillow. Like, stay up. I'm like, you, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking hit you in the face if you, if you prevent me from sleeping right now. <laughs> like, when it comes to sleep, I don't care. If I make plans to go do something at night, and it's, like, 7, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock rolls around, and it's, like, time to meet up with people, and I'm tired and I want to go to bed. You know, I'm not going to argue with my body. I'm going to go to bed, and Dude, I'm going to bail on plans yeah. so that I can sleep.
0: I, I, sleep is super important for me, but I'm an awful sleeper. So whenever I get a chance to have a restful night's sleep, I'll take it. But for the most part, I'm just like, whatever, you know, I'll I'll take what I can get.
1: Yeah, on rare occasions, I'll, I'll, I won't care, and I'll be like, I'll stay out anyway because it's going to be an epic night, and I just, <laughs> I can't miss out on what's happening or something like that. But it's like, wow, I, um... I also wonder what what would the world be like as I'm yawning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> know. <laughs> I really good, really good. Uh, not even trying to disguise it. What just would a- what would the world look like if if humans didn't require sleep? What? I mean, that's just like asking what
0: what would humans look like if we didn't require us to like process waste, like food, eat food, and process like, waste. Like if we could just function. Like generate energy from the sun, not to eat anything.
1: I was watching something where they were talking about like cold-blooded animals versus warm-blooded, and how like warm-blooded animals need a uh, consistent um, need to consistently eat food to fuel their system to keep their body warm, Mm -hmm. whereas cold-blooded animals, you know, say a crocodile or something or a snake, only needs to eat like. Once or twice a twice a month, because they don't need the energy and fuel to sustain a system that continues to generate heat, because their body is just the same temperature as whatever the water is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, man, that would be crazy too if like humans only needed to eat once a month. Like, <laughs> what? That'd be crazy. <laughs> that, but I enjoy that, that eating. It would be crazy. I don't. I, I really don't. You don't enjoy eating? No. Why? Most most of the time,
0: I find it an inconvenience. Really, it's a time waster. I love eating. If if you're eating a good meal, I think that's different. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking like if I'm at a
1: restaurant, not like if I yeah, many, no, no, I I'm just hate about, making food at my house. And
0: that's the thing. I'm talking about standard da- daily living because you don't eat out all the time. No, I mean, I like special occasions. Special occasions are great for anything, but the standard routine of eating, oh, it's so,
1: mm, mundane. I was but I was thinking the same word. You were. I was thinking the same. Word. I couldn't I find the right words, yeah. so I had to use mundane. Yeah, it does suck having to make food. We kind of we've briefly gone over this before, <laughs> but going back to sleep, I real quick because I remember <laughs> right. uh, like the thing with vampires is the thing they don't. Well, wait a minute, no, that's a lie. In Twilight, they don't ever sleep, but like the the uh, typical thing aside from like the garlic, they like sleep in their coffins, right? But in the movie Twilight, they don't ever sleep. I, I would have no idea. I've never <laughs> seen Twilight.
0: Have you seen all the Twilights?
1: Uh, I think I've seen yes, the first. Have. No, no, I have. Yes, you have. I've seen the, I believe I've seen the first two. I've uh-huh. read all the books. I believe I've only seen the first two movies. Okay. But, I mean, if I if you if you just never required rest, how much stuff you could do. Yeah. I, it would be, it would be an awesome, life, especially
0: mean, how many, because we, what, spend approximately a third of our lives asleep.
1: Yeah. So, you think about it. Think, though, too, even if we did sleep, how, how much fun would it be, well, maybe not right now in winter, but how much fun would it be in the summer to live in a country that only had, like, two hours of darkness in the summer? You know what I'm saying? Oh, that would screw with our... I guarantee, like, I... We would totally be more productive, for sure. Oh, for sure. People would be, like, mowing their lawns at 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That would be so weird. Mm -hmm. That baffles my mind. I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to Bill Skarsgård on The Nerdist. He was from Sweden. yeah. He was saying how, like, when he was in school, it'd be dark when he would go to school, and then it'd still be... It'd be dark again when he would be leaving school. Mm -hmm. Like, what? That would suck. Yeah, that's why... That, I mean,
0: the further north you live, the darker it gets, man. I know where you have yeah people living in Alaska dealing with that pretty much year round, where they have that period of perpetual darkness. I wouldn't want that. That would be just so just dep- think about, depressing. Yeah, depressing. I mean, we need we need sunlight to be happier. I mean, it's it's biologically imperative, right? Not-
1: I I believe. In places like that, they get extra vacation days just to mentally deal with how depressing it is.
0: Well, you look at the drug epidemic up in places like rural Alaska. I didn't even
1: know there was a drug epidemic. Out of control, yeah. Do you think that people naturally inhabit those – have inhabited those places or only because there's like electricity people? are like, oh, well, we can go up front. You know what I'm saying? Like who in their right mind would actually – live that far north i I think humans
0: are very adaptable i think that humans if if we have we have the luxury of having priorities like we can prioritize things Mm -hmm. and so you know we'll adapt to the environment if it meets if it if it aligns with our priorities so say our priorities are to live in a in a hard to get to place safe and secure you know uh, isolated, that sort of thing beautiful scenery if that's your priority we know we can adapt yeah. to whatever we know how to build homes
1: yeah, my priority is definitely not living in the midwest forever I fucking hate this winter I, oh, the other day I was walking it's my dog it's the best
0: place to live in, in the entire country though Region regionally speaking the midwest is the safest place to live
1: yeah, fuck that I just want it to be warm Dude, you're- <laughs> trust me, the
0: Midwest in January, in like five years from now, you're going to be like, this is Florida weather in summer. There is no winter anymore. Yay. Oh,
1: my gosh. The jet stream is totally dissolved. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, if the jet stream changes, how long is that going to take? <laughs> More years. Uh, but I was walking my dog the other day and I made it to the corner. So as you know, I'm the second house from the corner. I made it to the corner before I decided to turn around and go back inside it was so cold and by so cold it was probably like 35 degrees you 30 freaking degrees wuss. and it was windy it was windy though gross some temperature so I decided man. to like turn around and go back inside because I'm like I'm not dealing with this right now
0: i I really enjoy running when it's that weather that is perfect just getting outside once your body starts getting warm you just
1: Jeff's Enjoy wife told me that she sometimes has run, she runs to work or runs whenever, and it's like 15 degrees outside. I'm like, are you crazy? Catch on that. Forget that. Absolutely no thank you. You push yourself. You make yourself better. Yeah, I don't care. I'd rather go to the gym and run on the treadmill. <laughs> I also just don't like having all the things to keep track of in order to stay warm, like your gloves and scarf and hat and like an undershirt, like just all these things, in order to stay warm. The fall fall is the perfect weather because you can you can enjoy the crisp, cool weather without freezing your ass off outside. Yeah, the only thing I don't like in winter is hats. You you wear hats all the time. I know. Generally, speaking, you're wearing a hat now. I know. You wear them all the time. I do wear hats all the time. But, but hats like only, that, or like hats that come like wool hats,
0: hats that go over your ears. Yeah, I don't mind them, but I would rather not have to wear them all the time. I'd prefer a baseball cap, for sure.
1: I uh, just—I guess I'm just not prepared, or just don't think about how to prepare myself because I wear this pea coat. But then one time, I think when I was going to work, I had a scarf and gloves and hat, and I was like, "Wow, this is a game changer. <laughs> this is a game changer for sure." Because when it's windy, air hits you in spots that it's just like it somehow finds a way. Yeah, you know, it somehow finds a way.
0: Like, I I had to bike to Ray's house this week for work, and I'm biking in below freezing weather, right? And yeah. So, but I have this. The, I have my my black like poofy jacket. I got my hat. I wear these go- basically goggles. I mm-hmm. just put them on, and then scarf over the mouth. Some thermal gloves, like wind proof, wind resistant gloves. And I am toasty as a clam. I'm, wow! I don't know if ta- clams are toasty, but I am just so comfortable that I can't even tell that it's winter out. That's I'm just good. Like, That's cool. You know, get my get my uh, Bluetooth headphones in, listen to a podcast. It's just like I'm sitting sitting inside, just doing some uh, some bicycles and beaster.
1: Would you rather live in permanent? So, if you had to live in permanent extreme weather, would you rather live in weather that was permanently uh, dry, or I'm sorry, uh, cold or hot? My philosophy, take it how you want. It could be like, well obviously when it's cold it's really dry, or if you want to pick heat, it can be hot and dry or it can be hot and humid. What are you thinking?
0: Okay, my general philosophy on life is that you can always get warmer, but it's much harder to cool down. We don't have internal cooling systems, so when it comes down to it, I am much more inclined to live in an area where I can raise my temperature as opposed to an environment where there's no way to get my temperature down if I'm too hot.
1: You can jump in like, a pool or a lake.
0: How is that readily available to me? Man, like, if like, I'm just walking down the street, oh, look, there's a pool. I'm going to jump in there right now.
1: I mean, I don't know. Just if there's one I hate getting sweaty. Instance. I hate getting sweaty. That's fair.
0: Like It's so gross. I like
1: feeling clean. <laughs> yeah, being humid... Is the worst <laughs> <laughs> uh, because too, i I've had it before where like I go to work and at seven o'clock in the morning and it's already like ninety percent humidity outside. I, I remember <laughs> yeah, like going to the walking to the L really and like already starting to sweat a little bit at seven o'clock in the morning. It's like this is impossible right now. So now that we
0: have spent twenty five minutes talking about the Just we- talking together. about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh okay, so I did I did remember something. And uh this is actually kind and sleep. of kind sleep kind of sleep in weather, s- sleep and weather. Okay. Water. Two, yeah. Awesome topics Um Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it off air, right? Yeah, we talked yeah. about it at Neil's house. But basically, is it cool if I say you have an investment in Bitcoin? Yeah. Uh and it's an investment of 700% growth, which is insane however i bet if you check it now
1: no i checked it now it's gone down for sure yeah so
0: they were saying that the bitcoin bubble is uh basically deflating could could be bursting it dropped 25 percent overnight
1: yeah it's it's super super volatile it's so volatile but do i mean do you know what bitcoin is i've done some research but not enough to like care enough to go in depth okay so here's just how bitcoins are created can I can yeah, I just read this? tell me.
0: Because yeah. I I like to think of myself as somebody who understands things pretty easily or is able to get a general grasp of what a concept is. I read this and it just – over my head. I couldn't understand it. I couldn't like understand the blockchain? I couldn't how bitcoins are created. They tried explaining how bitcoins are created in this article, which I think is pretty straightforward. It's about as simple as you can get and it's similar – But it's still super difficult but to I grasp. But I just – it's in a language i just don't understand. Like
1: you can barely understand it or you can like not not really conceptually i cannot visualize
0: okay. what they're trying to to say. So, here's what here's how it goes. How bitcoins are created. New bitcoins are produced by a vast network of computers that were away at cracking difficult math problems in order to validate other bitcoin transactions. Bitcoin is known as a cryptocurrency because encryption techniques are used to create bitcoins and to exchange them. Every transaction is added to a public ledger called a blockchain. The process of running a program to solve these problems is called mining. An algorithm that controls the complexity of the math problems to be solved caps the total number of bitcoins produced at 21 million. The closer the total bitcoins mine comes to 21 million, the more complex the math problems that are created and the more processing power computers need to solve them. When the first bitcoins were mined in two thousand, okay, and so then it goes into statistical information. Did that make? Yeah,
1: any sense Yeah, I've read to that. You? Yeah, no, it doesn't make. I've I've tried reading it, and I've tried it with uh just, reading it like where they have pictures and everything too, and I like can I don't really I can grasp maybe about twenty percent of it. So like is. At
0: its core, the Bitcoin, like a program that's super encrypted or like highly encrypted, is it a program or is it just the encryption itself? Dude, you're talking to the wrong person about this. I just... Because it talks about encryption, but I understand encryption as as something that you do to something else. Right. Not as an entity itself. Yeah. Encryption cannot exist without attaching to something. Right. You encrypt something. Mm -hmm. It's a verb to encrypt, not a noun. Yeah. So I don't know what the noun is unless somehow
1: encryption is now a noun. I don't know, but I which do... Which is just mind-blowing. I did see that uh, it's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, this. Ha- I don't know if this is real or not, but it sure as hell is really, really funny. Um, it said, man arrested for making over $1 million and selling Chuck E. Cheese tokens as bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that <sighs> is... Awesome. Oh man. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Are you serious? Yeah, I was on Instagram. I was laughing my ass is off. Is that a real? So is that much, fake? Is that real or fake? I names? don't. I don't know. But it oh. is so funny. I could totally it see someone trying so, to do that, dude. So funny. I mean, if you have people, okay, on on also on uh, the Nerdist, they were talking about like when there was a picture of Steven Spielberg next to the Triceratops. Someone had said something like. I can't believe this man uh, hunted and killed this beast he should be put in jail and someone's like that's steven spielberg the director of jurassic park and they're like i don't care who he is he has no right to do this so like there are actually people out there that are stupid enough to believe that dinosaurs are still real or if they you know if they don't know what or if they think dinosaurs are extinct they see triceratops and don't realize it's a dinosaur and think it's a real thing and so if there are people dumb enough for that there there are are definitely people dumb dumb enough enough to buy chuck e cheese tokens with the fucking mouse on the on the face of the coin and believe that it's a bitcoin like Okay, so – but I, is it is it dumb or is it gullible? Because I have a
0: hard time believing people are that dumb. Like I know people are that gullible but I, – I mean people can be tricked into believing anything. But they also mentioned them, too they- that
1: somebody could be so – their mind could be so occupied with the fact that somebody killed something that they don't take the time to realize that it's something that is – non-existent you know what i'm saying yeah like just get so like let their emotions take reaction. over so quickly that they don't stop to think okay is this thing a prop or is this a real yeah but that's not that.
0: that's not stupidity that's emotional yeah. maturity yeah
1: so emotional. but yeah uh i mean i think it's just people being dumb to answer your question
0: oh <gasps> uh, i just i i mean i i know like people people buy the weirdest crap it is crazy the sort of money that people are able to make from doing uh who's that who's that goop the goop person Goop? Yeah. What's a Goop? It's this actress uh can't remember her name. She's I don't know
1: famous though. I think I know what you're talking about but there's no way but I can remember But it's it's this name. like
0: luxury brand of basically it it's sold as these as these health products that don't actually do anything but cost like millions of dollars. Oh okay. So, yeah wait and the product is th- called goop or her name is goop the product line is called oh. goop yeah no her <laughs> name is called goop she's I thought like she's a, the
1: famous actress goop i thought you do were you saying not her, know i thought you were saying like her All name was her. goop and i'm like what's a what's a goop And you're like goop or goop i was like wait is this someone who's like from india is this like, <laughs> <I say> <laughs> like is yeah, this an indian right. actress yep okay so the product is called goop. sanjay gupta the product is called Goop and it costs millions of dollars – it's worth millions of dollars and it doesn't. Anyway, it
0: was an anecdotal example of, yes, if pe- if people have disposable income, they can get pretty stupid with
1: their money or gullible in where to put it. I mean but at the same time, what is like – everything for the most part – something is only valuable based on the collective agreement that it's valuable. Mm-hmm. For example, like – Bitcoin? Well, I mean – that or like abstract art, where someone just fucking sl- takes a paintbrush and just slashes paint on a on canvas, and all of a sudden it's worth five hundred thousand dollars. But it probably took about thirty seconds to make, mm-hmm. and it's just and you look at it, and it re- it's really completely meaningless. A three year old can make it, but if you if you literally twist it in a way, well, well, you know this stroke represents this. The emotional journey that the artist was going through when he was conflicted between what colors to cho- – all this dumb bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Well,
0: actually, in regards to art, the uh, art appraisers all get together and say we're going to make that painting valuable and that one's not going to be valuable. Yeah. I mean it's, I it's mean, all – it doesn't they point, matter. They, just they fucking, pick and choose. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a fucking – Arbitrary. Yes. Correct. Completely arbitrary. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, a, it's
1: capitalism though.
0: That's, I know, that's, right? That's, well, yeah, what
1: I was saying was too, wasn't going to get back to the whole yeah. goop thing. It's like, if you, it could be completely worthless, but if you say that it's valuable, or you assign something to it and people believe you, well, guess what? You just made a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <sighs> I just, oh, It's that fine line too, right? Because take, for example, the Drywall Doctor YouTube channel, right? I mean, we're trying to, we're looking at crowdfunding, trying to get people to, give money for an intangible product, right? Videos that go up on the internet. It's kind of absurd on its face value. And that's part of the reason why Ray wanted, didn't want to do it in the first place is because for his generation, that's absurd. Why would anyone give money to a YouTuber just to continue putting out YouTube videos? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. And he said that. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. It makes no sense. But that's like, that's the culture we live in now. I mean, it's... It's capitalism. It's that anyone can make it and because our corporate systems don't allow that anymore, people want to crowdfund.
1: It's yeah. Like we
0: want to be able to build something ourselves. And that's the definition of capitalism.
1: So, yeah, for sure.
0: So, yeah. I. But, yeah, I, uh, the reason why I brought that up though is that, that it is that fine line is that it may be absurd, but it's like there are, there are certain things that are more absurd to give money to than others. And it's having – an adequate sense of balance in regards to like you said people are people can be stupid in regards to how they spend their money.
1: Oh, I still can't believe someone thought triceratops was real. That blows my mind. Yeah, I don't
0: I can't actually believe that's real though.
1: I don't know. It's so hard these days. But at the same time with the internet... If it you...
0: seems too crazy to be... Yeah, but at even... the same time,
1: the internet is proof that there are people out there that are so stupid. No,
0: it's not. It's yes. not proof of anything. Because so the internet is not people. people. Like, you can't prove that that's an actual person's belief. I mean, I don't think that the internet... Well, no, is... I'm not
1: saying that, but I'm just saying, like, for example, people's inability to construct, like, meaningful argument, Like, there's just yeah, the no, random that's, crap yeah. that's on... Correct. That's on social media where yeah. you read stuff on tweets or Instagrams or whatever. It's like, wow, I guess anyone can – because of the fact that not, anyone can say anything, it it lets you know how many people out, out there that just really don't have cohesive thoughts and can put together tangible arguments. Here's my theory, and we'll see if this plays out. I have like 20,
0: 20 to 30 years for it to be proven right. So. Okay. Uh, but I think that – the the kids of our generation, so people our age who are having kids right now, those kids, when they get to be teenagers, I think their revolution is they're going to go through like this meet, this um, digital blackout period of just not engaging with social media or technology in a pretty massive shift because they they'll look at our generation and be like, what a bunch of assholes, mm-hmm. like. Because you look at the way that our culture operates right now with uh, phone addiction, always being on social media, these sort of narcissistic things of wanting to have our voices heard and always wanting to sort of be the loudest in the room. I mean, as a culture, there's a reason why everyone thinks that we're we're the worst generation. And I think that our kids are going to see us as these horrible failures to society in general because we've just acted in such a selfish way for, you know, since we came to power when we turned 18.
1: Every generation thinks that the generation after them is the dumbest generation. Yeah, but I mean, look at our generation. We're pretty dumb, dude. We're pretty bad. We're pretty pretty innovative, too. I mean, I think you... No,
0: no. Those Those are the top end of the millennials. I mean barely you can barely consider them millennials who the inventors i mean the people who who initiated the creation phase youtube facebook instagram like social media as we understand The people it today. that you're
1: the 15 year olds that you're thinking of are not a part of our generation
0: no i'm thinking about people who are under 28
1: 29 like 30 my age 30 30 or younger that is not true. There are I'm sure there are people out there that are our age that are doing I'm not saying they're, they don't things. exist. I'm
0: saying generally as, as a cultural society. I mean, look at I pay I pay attention to stuff like what's trending on YouTube, what's trending on on Twitter. I don't engage with it ever, but I'm curious to see what it is, and it's always just stupid shit and it's stuff that is just meant to get people upset and people just get enraged and want to make their voice heard or tell someone they're wrong or whatever. And it just becomes this very angry hornet's nest of activity. You got to be very careful where you walk when you go into the digital media. And I think we're responsible for that sort of environment because we populated it first, we set the tone.
1: Yeah. But people pay attention to negative things more than they do with positive things. Exactly. And we've reinforced that as the, as the
0: guardians of the digital media. There's no one our parents age who run internet-based social media stuff. Yeah, not really. It's us. Like we we make the rules and this is the world that we've created.
1: Yeah, but if you're saying that we're responsible for what with what you were saying like looking at things that are pretty much of no Okay. Uh, is it possible, first, before I continue, that you have – your default setting is that of pessimism? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. So my – so what I'm saying is that people – the world around you is based on how you perceive the world. Like if you look at things through a pessimistic lens, you're going to think a lot of things – everything is going to shit and that everything is – meaningless. But if you look at it through optimism, then you're going to tend to find the more positive things than those that are negative. So it's really based on your perception of your reality, not a reality, because every reality is, is based on how you perceive the world on an individual level. So if you look at it through one lens or another, that's how you perceive it to be.
0: Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think the internet and what we've made it, is also one of the most beautiful things, despite all the damage it's caused. It's still one of the most beautiful things that is out there. I mean, we have not just helped facilitate all of human knowledge available to every single human being on the planet, but we've also, like, guided this to be a platform of... Everybody has a voice, right? Yes. Everybody matters. And that is... that, uh, uh, theoretically or philosophically, is a really cool concept that everyone's voice can matter. in the uh, in, in, On the World Wide Web, any, every single person who wants to can have a voice. It is uncensored. And that's – I think that outweighs any of the cons that, that may exist. But I'm just saying one of the consequences of everybody, everybody mattered is we've sort of gone overboard in the sense of like – Everybody matters, but I'm also the most important person in the world. Yeah. And everyone thinks that they're the most important or, like, center of the universe. And so you've, you've sort of seen this scale. There, go, it's,
1: so there's no um, – there is no – what's it called? It's still like this because it's such – it's in, still in its infancy. The internet is still this, mm-hmm. this uh, gelatinous, <laughs> <laughs> etheric blob Without any guidelines right. or manners yeah. or... There are no rules. There's no, really, there's no really instructions on how to make it best serve you and society in a positive way because it's still just this thing that anybody can just spit their opinion out on. Yeah. Yeah. And it will be interesting to see what happens in the next...
0: Gosh, I mean everything moving so fast right now. It really is like the Wild West and everyone yes, is in a nuclear, Wild West. For everyone sure. is in a nuclear arms race in the yes. West. It's just like I mean,
1: who can get the most followers? Who can get the most tweets out? Who can get the most attention? Who can get the most Yeah.
0: And there are ways to make it easier and easier and easier and so our technology is based around facilitating that even more. You know, we talk about chips in our heads or like mm-hmm. glasses that we wear that we just touch. Whatever. I mean, whatever makes it easier for us to be able to feed that feed that cycle we're we're going to go after it and whether or not like we agree with it that's what the market's going to demand
1: i would like to see for sure because again it's just in its infancy and nothing i mean it's i would like there to see uh rules in regards to technology and by that i mean mm. for example you know when the caveman and people are eating food. You know, you can just picture someone like, no, my food, arr. like, there's no, like, it's just, it's very savage-like when it comes to food. But then people evolve and you sit at the dinner table. There's no elbows on the dinner. You wait until everybody's meal is served. You eat with a fork and So there are, you know, there's rules to it. As social, opposed, they're called social norms. Yes, that's what I'm yes. looking for. I was trying to think about it for the longest time. And then for the same example, like, you're at a table... And people are just always texting or taking pictures. Like I'm waiting for that to phase out where if someone does that, everyone else can look at them with scorn thinking how rude it is to be texting while you're out at dinner with friends. I think we're reaching that point actually. I think we're starting – do you – Very few restaurants – I know there's some out there and they, they kind of make the news some or like articles about them where like – being on the cell phone is not permitted oh yeah and they'll and throw you out if you if you take your phone i'm not out. saying restaurant i'm saying just ahead, in, continue, to, in yes. private and yeah in private
0: settings i think that but yeah i there's just i don't know what where we were going with that trend
1: uh just that very slowly because i mean if you think about it even now very slowly people like when i was in college i would sometimes intentionally leave my cell phone at my dorm when i would go out oh yeah all the time um and it wasn't even a smartphone you know so even now i think there's a very there are a few people who are just kind of trying to take a couple steps back in terms of technology and i can't wait for the day when rules have been established social norms have been established with mm. cell phones and internet and techno- and uh,
0: yeah our interaction with technology but dude i mean the more the more uh, intertwined with our lives it becomes the harder that's going to be to well, like, have a counter-revolution. In, in, uh,
1: in Guardians of the Galaxy when uh, they're like, I need she so needed Rocket needs some remote control thing, and the guy's like, Good luck! It's it's integrated into my arm, and I think she just like rips it out. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like a part of him. Yeah, that's uh, that kind of scares me a little bit. I'd rather just be a hundred percent human.
0: I'm not saying that we're going to be replacing ourselves, but look at McDonald's for example. I mean, they're doing those. Uh, Kiosks—they're—they're they're installing oh, yeah. these automatic kiosks. They're phasing out uh, employees to, yeah. uh, at the register, and that's going to be something that's gone probably in the next five years or so, five to ten years. They're just going to re- re- humans are going to be replaced by kiosks So, how do you separate yourself from that technological integration? Where once a major change starts doing it, everyone's going to yeah. pick up. So, that's—it's you know. There's There are very few jobs that are... Where you have to have a person do the job. Exactly. That's why when I was a minister, I kept thinking that. I was like, that was a perfect No, motivation. dude, in 15 Everyone years, you're going to have robots did. preaching. Yeah, right. Coming up with, <laughs> coming up with beautiful, poetic <laughs> sermons for their congregation of robot
1: followers. In the year of the internet, <laughs> 1998. <laughs> That's a good sign-off. When did the... Um, do you recall when the internet became... I mean, because... I mean computers have been around since like the late forties or fifties, but the internet boom I barely remember I remember like the internet being a thing. I I think to myself, like, I don't even know how to use this. I know I can get cheat codes for N sixty four. Oh yeah. But like I right. didn't really know what it was or how to use it. But <laughs> we can save that for another time. <laughs> yeah, there's oh man. Um
0: How I first discovered porn existed,
1: like that
0: I didn't know was a thing before. I think it was seventh grade.
1: Oh really? The
0: computer lab. For some reason, no way. I I wasn't even looking for it. I literally, I, I was googling something, like trying to do the assignment or or something, and there was an ad, like one of when a, a pop up ad popped up. Oh hell yeah! And it was a porn site. Do you like the... tits?
1: Click here. And I was Enter like...
0: if you're above the age of eighteen. And I was like, I've never seen a naked woman. Before. Why? Oh, I, why do I feel did so weird right now? Did you click on right it? Or or did you see
1: the pop-up ad? No, I, I freaked out. I'm like, Did you click there's... on it? Tell me you clicked cause... on it.
0: No, because oh. I I was a good kid back yeah, then, I know. and I'm just like, There's like, and I was just like looking around. I'm like, Oh my god! Like, if a teacher was looking over, it's like, What are you doing? You been looking at been porn in so yeah, the computer trouble. lab. Uh, yeah. So that was very weird. That. Back when schools didn't have any sort of filters, apparently, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you could access any websites, anything you wanted. Anything you wanted. Yeah, and anonymity that was that was still a thing back then. You could be. Oh. <laughs> 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 All
1: right, I think that's where we leave it.
0: Uh,
1: uh, yeah, my real quick, my buddy's. Uh, well, I won't say his name, but. He, I think he had, like, a terabyte of porn on his computer in college. And he labeled the folder just to hide it. The folder was labeled P.R.O.N. P.R.O.N. <laughs> he just switched the words around. <laughs> he just switched the two middle letters around. Because from if you think about it from an outside perspective, like, P.R.O.N., that doesn't make any sense. Whatever. <laughs> if someone just looks at the folder name. And inside is a fucking terabyte. But, dude,
0: the way that, like eyes work or whatever if you just glance yeah, at it yeah. without actually processing yeah. you see all the letters together your mind is going to go if to you the, keep the, the most, first the most and letter. last letter the yes, same that's what all is. the other letters in you the middle
1: could be completely mixed up and you can you decode will, you will still yeah yeah that's what it was what for reminding me yeah so that was clever that is pretty neat well i guess that concludes things until next time